Support for WRFA is brought to you in part by the United Ways of Chautauqua County. United Way is a nonprofit organization with a mission to mobilize the community to help every person and family improve their lives. Last year, their Volunteer Income Tax Assistance, or VITA program, helped 1,400 households file their taxes for free. This year, the expanded child tax credit is available to Chautauqua County households with children, even if they don't normally file taxes or have a recent income. Nearly every parent or caregiver of a child with a Social Security number can receive up to $3,600 per child, and it's not too late. Learn more at getctc.org chq. It only takes about 15 minutes online to claim the child tax credit and learn about eligibility. The United Ways of Chautauqua County, proud supporters of community radio in Jamestown, New York. To learn more, visit UASCC.org or UnitedWayNCC.org. You are tuned in to Arts on Fire right here on 107.9 WRFA. As always, I'm your host, Anthony Merchant, and today we have some guests who are no strangers to WRFA. We've got Will and Ellen of the band Sixpence, brand new record out now, Songs of Sixpence. We're going to talk about the new album, what they got going on. They, they seem to be staying quite busy in the summer right into the fall, so lots to get into Ellen, Will, how are you both doing? Great. Doing, doing well. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having us again. Of course, of course. I uh, I know not too long before this, you did just play kind of like the album release show for a new album, again, Songs of Sixpence. Uh, wh- how did the release show go? Kind of kind of let us know. How did, how did all that go, the celebration of the new uh, album, the thing to kick it all off? <laughs> it was great. It really, it really went well. We had we had an event, a free admission event at Sally's Encore Theater Bar at the Struthers Library Theater in Warren to cater to our hometown crowd, and uh, we had a full house. Ooh, and nice. we did a show, and it was it was awesome. We we really were were spoiled. We had a, a an audience that really came to listen, which. You don't always have when you're playing at a venue where there's there's food and drink and other things going on. It was it was fantastic. Yeah, it was really fun. When you play in a bar, you just don't get the rewards of being able to hear yourself and being able to look at the people and see that they're really paying attention and listening. You know, and that is such a rewarding feeling. I guess you know it was great for us. The sound. I mean, I also because like the, the sound of the band too. Yeah, I feel like I feel like certain environments probably work better for the music because you are you know guitar and harp and everything. So it's like yeah, very loud people talking over. Not not always great. That, <laughs> no, that sounds like a much better situation of definitely. everyone listening actively, like listening and enjoying right. the music. Yes, I, I was like looking at shows. And I mean, I know you do go like back and forth to you know Warren and Jamestown and all around the area. Is there one you play more than the other? Do you kind of play Jamestown and Warren about the same? Seems to balance out, don't you think? I, I actually think we're in New York State more. Really? Yeah, because okay. we play up toward in, in Westfield and along the lake, and it seems like... Yeah, um, and we play it in Olean, and we go over mm-hmm. to Cuba, New York, and so we mm-hmm. are, I guess, you know, we kind of spread ourselves out all over, but lately it has been... New York, I guess. More so, yeah. yeah. There, I think there, there are just a lot more opportunities to play out up here. It makes sense. I mean, also, I mean, you've went quite far. If you go to Cuba, I mean, even that's like <laughs> another hour or so out of the way. Is that oh, that's yeah, great yeah. to like kind of branch out like that? Besides PA, New York has uh, the band performed anywhere else? You guys performed? Not yet. Not, Not yet. yet. Not no. yet. No. 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 We had a guy talking to us um, <laughs> at, at Brazil the other night saying. 
you guys need to come down to Florida and play in Florida. A mini concert tour. Just a little further of a drive. Right, right. right. Just a tad bit longer. (laughs) So the the new album, I mean, I know, like, again, we've had you guys in to talk music, perform music. As far as the new record goes, I mean, is this your debut album? What what number album will this be for Six Minutes? It is number one. This yeah, is the debut. Yeah, it is our first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How's it How's it feel to finally have it out? I mean, I feel like that's one of the most important. I mean, you keep putting out records, but that first one, you got to start somewhere. How's it feel to finally have it out? It really feels good. It, it really does. It does. We talked about it and talked about it, and kind of kept putting it off. And finally, after a year of just playing. We said, we've got to get serious about doing this. we got so much material that we know we have enough material to do it. So let's just take the time over the winter and let's just do it. So we just scheduled time and we just did it. How, uh, how long has the group been together now for? Oh, just almost exactly two years. If you, if you count that the first time we practiced, we were officially a group. <laughs> we were seeing if we could put if what we could yeah. bring to the table would work. Um, we started practicing. We met in 2020 in the spring, and then COVID hit, and we kind of put out, talked about doing some music, put it off for a while, and then started practicing together in the late summer, and then all through that winter. And we just built repertoire for nine months, and we had so much fun doing that that. We just figured, well, if if the world opens up someday and we can share this with people, that'll be great. But in the meanwhile, it's a lot of fun. That's what really helped us was all the practicing we did. Mm -hmm. And we really had to work hard just to intertwine the harp and the guitar. It was a tough thing at first for both of us to play with each other and figure out how we were going to do this. And then we kind of developed our singing. We didn't either one of us realize that we could sing as well as we could and sing together with what we're doing until we actually started to do it. And then everything just sort of developed. We kept bringing more songs, more ideas, and we just kept building from that. And Finally, we had enough stuff to play out. Things opened up. We've really only been playing out just a little over a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a little over a year. Wow. people. I mean, it seems like you're playing, like, when you look up your dates, I mean, it seems like you've performed a lot in that time. Like, we have. It's amazing. We actually have. We have. Yeah, we have played a lot. <laughs> it, it definitely seems like it. I, I did want to go back for a second, too. Like you were just talking about figuring out that, like, you know, I mean, basically your dynamics, you know, the harp and the guitar and everything. Like, because it is interesting, again, you're a duo, so you're filling out that sound with just you two. There's not, like, a group behind you. There's yeah. not a third or fourth member. I mean... Have you ever been in a band, like a duo kind of like this, where you had to kind of figure out maybe maybe the instruments are a little unconventional together, or maybe you just, whatever, you find that dynamic. I mean, was that was that much of an issue, something you've never done before? Have you had to do that in groups in the past? Um, I always played in usually three-piece bands with a drummer, a bass player, and I was an electric guitar player my whole life. And then I switched to acoustic, say, the last 10 years, but I'd never played with, mostly always with a bass guitar or another guitarist. Sometimes a mandolin, but never a harp. And a harp is a totally different thing. It, it's, it's such a delicate instrument, and there's so much going on there that it's just totally different. So it took me a while. To, to solo with Ellen was almost impossible at first because you don't chord on a harp. You don't play full things going on. So you play all these broken chords and notes, and they just fill the 
air the air with all these notes, but to actually find the rhythm the that rhythm. the song goes on, <laughs> so that you can play with that in a solo is a tough thing to do. And at first, I would loop my guitar part with the harp, so that we could keep that as a momentum, just as far as where it goes. But then eventually, I found that I could actually solo much better just to the harp. I could just not loop and I could make my solos more effective just playing because I know where she was going to go with the I know where it was where it was going so I could hear it and wait for it and then play with it so it, it really became fun that's that's yeah. really interesting yeah, yeah. so so yeah and, and I'll just say before I go back to my origin story um what we kind of call what we do this weaving together we really weave the notes and it's happening very organically and instinctually now at this point, now that we've kind of got a feel for, we can anticipate what each other is going to do, which is a really great synergy to have. But I, I played in a Celtic trio for about mm, seven years, back in, starting back in maybe 1998. And there was a, a, a rhythm guitarist who was kind of the core, the solid core there throughout. And then I played the harp and sang, but never at the same time because I couldn't. And and then the other musician was a harpist and a flute player, and he'd go back and forth, and we all would sing. So I was, I really, that, that solid finger-picking guitar throughout that trio really influenced how I play now when I'm underscoring, underplaying what, when Will's leading. Um, but I was really kind of like the rhythm harp in that band. I, I just, I didn't do anything fancy. And what we're doing now is there's more room for um, experimentation. I've got more confident in doing that. And learning to sing confidently while playing the harp has been huge for me. And that's just happened in the last, this work that we've done together in the last two years. Jeez. Two years, just toward, yeah. Yeah, it's. I think just this concentrate. We were very dedicated to re, to practicing at least once a week, all that time, and still we've actually been gigging so much we haven't practiced. Yeah, yeah. So many songs but, now. It's crazy. Yeah, we we have a a, a wealth of material, but the, the process has been really really fun, and I love when we when we tackle new tunes and break them down to figure out how we can adapt them to what the way we approach a song. It's really fun. I mean, I've never played harp, but singing and playing harp at the same time seems very difficult. Including, like, as you're talking about, like, because you can't really, it's not, you can't just strum chords underneath, like, what you're playing yeah. and stuff. It sounds like it's a little more of a piece to, like, take take on. Well, when I'm singing, I'm, I'm usually playing um, broken chords, arpe- arpeggios, with a little bit of ornamentation in. But that's fairly, I've got the muscle memory to do that now. Um, but the, what, what was really a challenge, too, was you've got your arms forward, and that's just not the best singing posture because it curls you forward. So there's this whole thing about I've got to sit up as straight as I can and not curl forward and still get my arms out where they need to be. So it was this whole uh, physical training thing that had to happen. <laughs> yeah. Kudos to you. Oh, I mean, thank I mean, you. I, I, feel like it, I feel like it's come <laughs> out really well. I mean, it's also... I feel like the hard work's paying off. So we were talking about you're kind of finding those dynamics in the beginning and going like, okay, this isn't like just a conventional rock band or something like that. But now that it seems like you've kind of gotten to each other, you understand each other, you can write together, 
you kind of it seems like you're in a groove now like like the the, the, the songwriting and playing together has come easier it almost just seems like it it, it I mean, not flawless but like going going from figuring this out to it seems like you figured out you know what sixpence is how you write how you can write together and I mean even even off that and I'm sure it changes from song to song but is there a general way that a sixpence song gets written? Is there kind of a, I don't even know if I want to say formulaic, but I mean, is there kind of a process that most sixpence songs get written in? It, we call it, we, we sixpence a song. <laughs> we, we take a song. It's a verb. And we, we, we both get a copy of it. We listen to it. Then we get together and we figure out what key we're going to do it in, depending on, because we're always dependent upon the harp has got certain keys that we can't really do something in. So we figure that out, and then to match our voices for singing. Once we figure out the key, and whether I'm capo wherever I am or what tuning I'm using, and then we find a general place that we can play it together. Then we, and we, we both work on it separately on our own, bring it together, and then we do a rough, kind of a rough play the first time, just to see, and then it, Right away, we can tell. Okay, this is gonna, this is going somewhere, and then we really concentrate on working on our parts. We've got something to work with. We know where we're going, so we really put the time in. And then the next week, we get together. We actually can play the song. You know, we maybe not have the whole thing arranged yet, but but we have a rough draft. And that's that's when we're arranging an existing song. But for originals, and Will's been writing music for decades, really fantastic songs, and so we have five of his originals on the CD. Oh, nice. And then we have two that we've written together. So we're just mm-hmm. starting to write together. Right. But for that, so far, Will's really got this gift for melody. And so he's really taken the lead on the, the melody. And the and and then I, I found that I really enjoy working the lyrics. Although one of our songs, we both we took parts of it and we both worked the lyrics, put it together. But so far, the original Sixpence songs, Will's done all the music aspect of it, and then I've come in on some lyrics. You, you know, but, kind of, kind, of, kind of interesting on that part. I want to ask you, Will, like you know how like some of these, it sounds like they're like maybe you've had them for a while. Some of these songs, like yeah. I don't know if they predate Sixpence or not, but like. Are they drastically different? Because now I'm like thinking of the dynamic of Sixpence. I mean, are these songs, considering when you had them written, what if they were pre-Sixpence, I mean, they're pretty different now? I feel like you probably have to mix oh, yeah. things up and yeah. everything. I mean, this, some of the songs go back to the late 60s even, and wow. early 70s. and uh, But I've always played them, and usually I wrote them on an acoustic guitar, most of them originally, and then I would play them electrically. But... Um, I basically would just play the song for Ellen and the words, sing it, do it, and then I'd record it and I'd give it to her. And I maybe we'd talk about where the structure was, you know, the chords and things, but and just let her have it. And then pretty soon she's coming back and she says, well, let's try this. And I'd look at her and say, really? Okay. <laughs> and I would be blown away by the, she has it. She just, she's doing it she's singing parts with me and and once we figure it out it just it just seems to just grow it just takes off so it's been really fun but yeah they definitely change from their original form to, 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 to what we end up with yeah they get six pence, get six pence. <laughs> exactly. I would like to go back to but like a second for both of you I mean you know I was really talking about music and how long you've been doing everything like 
for you, Will, I mean, did you did you start on guitar? Is that your first instrument? You know, Ellen, for you, I mean, harp and everything. Was that your first instrument? Like, kind of kind of go into the origins. We can we can start with the you, origin Ellen. story. Okay, yeah, uh, no, it wasn't my first instrument, but I wanted it to be. I have kind of this this frozen in time memory of being about three years old and really wanting to play the harp or the tuba. And I don't know if I got that from some a children's book or or what, <laughs> but but there there really weren't um, harp opportunities around, and also I, I kind of gave up on the tuba at some point. But I I did take piano lessons as a kid, and I played the oboe in school, and I. Um, I grew up in a very musical family, so music was always around us, and we were encouraged to be to be musical and explore and, and, and vocal singing in school. And I, at a certain point, let's see, I think it was in maybe this is 1995, so I was about 26. I, I thought mm, that harp, I really. I really, and I'd spent I'd spent some time in Scotland, and I I was really in tu- getting more in touch with my Celtic ancestry, which is a, a the dominant part of my genetic makeup, and just love traditional Celtic music. So I I started on a, a little lap harp, a three octave lap harp, and I it came with this great book called Teach Yourself to Play Folk Harp. So I got technique basics from that, and I just just taught myself and I didn't let anyone hear me for probably about three years but then I I I moved back to Warren and and met these friends who I started the trio with and then that kind of blew it open for me as far as playing out and about but it was one of those things where thank god I I did it then because here's my instrument I'm glad I did it it, it was in almost, my 20s, but instead of waiting until I was 50 or something. Almost yeah. meant to be the fact that you were thinking of it all those years before. Yeah. And like, like it stuck yeah. with you almost, like, like you were meant to almost. Yeah, and the oboe isn't really an instrument that you, you know, take to, to go jam with somebody. Suspense <laughs> would sound really different right now. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> you're still on I'd oboe. have some serious <laughs> cheek muscles too, I'll tell you. Oh. Maybe next record, maybe yeah. next album. I don't know, I gave my oboe away to his music program, so I don't I'm safe from that. <laughs> How about you, Will? Like you're, uh, you know, you're starting music. Did you start on guitar? You know, yeah. when, when did you start? Um, would have been in the '60s. I don't know, maybe mid '60s. I actually, it was the British invasion that that got me. Um, and I saw a local group that actually played some songs from that era. They were a bit older than me, and they just made such an impression on me. I realized, oh. I can actually do that. I can learn how to play a guitar, and I can, I can play these songs that I've been hearing. And so I, right away, I started taking lessons and got an acoustic guitar. And my parents were great; they dragged me all over the place for lessons, different places. But at that time, there wasn't—I couldn't learn what I wanted to learn. I couldn't learn the songs I wanted to learn. It was a practice little brown jug and come back next week kind of thing. And no matter where I would go, that's what I ran into. So I finally gave up the lesson idea, and, and I just started to learn on my own with records, basically just setting the needle back over. And and then I went from acoustic guitars to electric guitars. And before you knew it, I was joining a band, and that's how that all went, you know. So, yeah, it's just it's been my whole life on and off, music, guitar, never, never any other instrument, just always guitar. 
Nice, nice. I, I mean, outside of music, either uh, either of you have any other like, creative outlets, or does all that like creative energy kind of go into music for both of you? I'm actually a working artist. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I spend a lot of time in my right brain, uh, <laughs> maybe too much. Yeah, I, I'm a painter, and, and I show in galleries, and I travel around to art fairs, and and I, I love having... Um, I love having multiple creative outlets because they all they all feed each other. Yeah. And when you need a break from one, you've got the other. And I kind of like asking this to people who do like you know have different creative outlets like that because I get different answers. Like, does all the creativity come from one place, or you almost have to use a different state of mind when you're writing music versus you know when you're doing art or something? Is it all kind of in the same place? Wow, I think there's something there's a common thread through all of them, and that's helpful, and that is getting to the point where you you let go of trying too hard and to control and to figure out and open up to the flow so I don't know if that's the is that the alpha those the alpha waves in the brain or it's it's I like to call it being in the zone and I know when I'm there when I'm painting it's because I'm uh, and things are going really well and I'm not struggling it's because I've slipped into this this uh space where my my logical brain isn't trying to control everything and I've I think um I mean when we first started playing I was really because I'd had music theory in school I was always trying to figure out okay what's the tempo what's how do I I was trying to apply some rigid schooled music stuff to what we were doing and to especially to certain cover songs we were trying to do it well that's the key signature changes we got to fix it we got to do and then when i let go of that and we just sixpenced it without (laughs) worrying it's the same thing it's like stop trying so hard and let it happen and get in and, and get into the flow that way rather than trying to force yourself into it. I don't know if this makes any it sense. Makes absolute but sense. but that's the very common thread for me through the creative work that I do. Yeah. It, it's funny because I feel like that's that's the thing with with like music theories. It's this interesting thing because I feel like most really I think most musicians should know an X amount of it, but I also think if you go too far into it, Music becomes this box. You, oh, you, you so really, true. You start really giving yourself more of a rule book the further and further you dwell in. Yeah. And I, I've, I've, I've done some very basic theory, but I've, I've been in it with people who I see it take over their creative minds in many ways. Yes. Where it's like, it has to be this way. It can't. Yeah. Like, you can't do that. That doesn't make yeah. sense. And it's like, no, no, no. That's not where the creativity comes I, from. And I was worried when we started, first started uh, talking about recording. I, in my, I had done a couple CDs with my old trio, and we used, there were certain times where we used a click track when we were recording separately. And I was so stressed approaching this. I thought, oh, God, is Will going to want to use a click track? Because... I'm going to lose it because I will be constantly saying, stop speeding up the click track. Stop but we, we recorded this the way we play. We did it in a live kind of setup. Yeah. And whew. yeah, it really worked well. Whew. So what you yeah. hear on record is probably what you're going to hear live. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and um, if, yeah, because I think part of the fun of, of, of performing live is that um, you can you know, in, in responding to the, your musical partner in that things can slow down and speed up and it's all part of the mood of the song and mm-hmm. it's nice to not have to be, be um, not ha- uh, have a... I love drummers. My dad's a drummer. <laughs> but not have a drummer telling you you're not, right. you're going too slow. <laughs> yeah. 
No, that, that again, I think it's very interesting. I mean, the dynamic of the band, because again, you know, we're not we're not just talking about just straight up like a rock band or just mm-hmm. you know some kind of power trio or something. It's very you can play with things differently. I, I like it. I like it for that reason. It's interesting to kind of dwell into that. And we we're just kind of talking about. I mean, the the live part of things. I believe you have more shows coming up in September. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you what do you have coming up for people? I mean, to experience. I feel like Sixpence is a group to see live. I have, I have, you know, you just performed up in the Deberface Studios not too long ago, and I got to enjoy that. And I feel like, I feel like the live experience is a way to see Sixpence. So where do we go see you coming up? I guess we are playing the seventeenth of September at the Jamestown Market right over here, and then that evening we're actually playing at Grace and Abe's up in Westfield. So that's uh, two in our one day. Yeah. But we um, we do event postings on our, our Facebook page, right. which is called Songs of Sixpence, because someone else already took Sixpence. So Songs of Sixpence on Facebook, we do event postings for everything coming up, and they can be found there. It's probably the best place to find, uh, yeah. I was going to say, like, where yeah. should we go to find all things Sixpence and all that? It's yeah. probably the best place to go to Facebook. Yeah, we don't yeah. have a website yet. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, and there's another one. September's oh, yeah, busy. We, Riverside Brewing and... Uh, Cambridge Springs. I guess we're we're there on the twenty fourth um, of that month. So you know, we do have something October. Yeah, which kind of October? Yeah, October the twenty eighth. We are playing uh, at the Palmer Opera House over in Cuba. We're actually doing a concert there. Seven so, to nine. Yeah, seven to nine. That's something that's going to be fun. I think it's a really nice, really nice. Place. You really do get around all like New York and PA. Like, you yeah, really we've are, been like, putting on some miles. <laughs> you really, are, you really are. It's not just, you're talking about like Jamestown and Warren, but quite a few of those yeah. are not in Jamestown yeah. and Warren. Really, like you know, yeah. moving around in the region, I guess. In, in the region, not not yeah. bad at all. Um, as far as the new record or the new uh, album goes, I mean, can we grab uh, CDs at the live shows? Anywhere else we can grab them? Yes, uh, the the live shows will always have them. And they're available online, the physical CDs, actually through my Etsy shop where I sell prints of my artwork. Oh, so you can see your art anyway. Yes. <laughs> but I've got it popped in. The CD's the first listing, so you don't have to wade through all my art if you don't want to. <laughs> uh, it's, it's Ellen Paquette Art is the shop name. So a direct link would be ellenpaquetteart.etsy.com. And that's E-L-L-E-N-P-A-Q-U-E-T-T-E. So you can find music there, but then also when you're done, go on. Browse my prints, my animals wearing Renaissance clothing. Nice, nice. Yes. I don't know. I think I think you should have put that album at the way bottom of there. You should have <laughs> made people go. I came for the CD. I left with some I, artwork. I filled up my shopping cart on the way to the CD. But but then we will have it available for digital release through all major sources September 1st if all goes according to plan <laughs> so you find yeah. digital age like basically anywhere you listen to music yes. online beautiful yes. so even, even easier to find mm-hmm. well Will Ellen I mean great talking music with both of you as we uh, close out here I mean do we miss anything should we let people yeah. know about anything else yeah I, I think we need to give some big credit to Lost Recording Studio Oh, is there you recorded? Right oh, yeah. here in Jamestown oh great place we had great a place. great experience there Derek Wheeler was fantastic we had we had so much fun, and he's so good at what he does, and it was really a, a, a fun a fun project. Yeah. Have you performed any shows there yet at Lost Recording? No, no not, not yet. We'd like to, but mm-hmm. maybe yet. in the future we'll Hopefully. see you. Hopefully, yeah. Sixpence so. over there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, talking to Will and Ellen of Sixpence, the new album, Songs of Sixpence. You can go listen to that now. And I'm Anthony Merchant. I'll be right back with another guest for you right here on Arts on Fire. <laughs>